Welcome everyone. We are just waiting for Joel to come back online. Uh, he was here. We all saw him. I'm sure he'll be back. Well, shall we sit together? I'll ring the bell.
Right, thank you. Uh, I'm going to ring a bell and ask you to join me in saying the rope chant three times, and then I'll ring the bell three times at the end. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Friends, thank you for being here today. It was a, a flurry of activity about 15 minutes ago. My internet went out. Uh, my house is uh, being worked on. Uh, this happened to me about a year ago, uh, and uh, it went out about five times over the course of an hour and a half. I hope that won't happen today. I actually have an explanation for it today. There's work being done on my house, and the electrician had turned the circuit off to the room that, that had the uh, server in it, uh, the the, uh, the modem in it. So uh, that's back on, and I, I hope this will be much more stable. I understand that Josh Gifford has agreed to step in uh, if needed. So I hope that won't be needed. Uh, but um, anyway, I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful to be here today. Uh, my name is Joel Barna. I have been practicing with Appamata since, I believe, 2007. Uh, I am one of three entrusted teachers in the Appamata Sangha, along with Laurie Winnett and uh, Todd Bankler. Um, and uh, I'm very grateful to be among the entrusted teachers, uh, Trudy and Josh and Suzanne also, uh, who are among the people that, that Flint has offered the opportunity to, to host inquiry. Well, it seems we've lost Joel again. Um, I think he's still there somewhere, but maybe just frozen. Josh, what would you like to do? <laughs> well, I could, I could say some words and if Joel comes back, um, I can step back. Thank you. Maybe it'll be a co-led uh, inquiry today. Yeah. So um, many years ago when uh, Trudy and I were in our late 20s, we lived in a, an ashram for a while. And um, uh, in the evenings, you could go and meet the guru. Um, there were hundreds of people there. And um, 
sometimes the the guru would point to one of the uh, the, the swamis who were the the um, the monks and and just say, um, I want you to talk for ten minutes on surrender, and um, a monk would would stand up without any uh, preparation and um, offer something on on surrender or whatever topic he or she had been asked to to share and uh, for a, a young uh, shy person as I was um, I thought gosh I could never ever do anything like that um, it would just be um, too uh, insurmountable to uh, to stand up in front of a large group and, and just say something that wasn't planned without a safety net. And I remember one of my favorite um, teachers from uh, China, Joshu, his, his teacher I think was Nansen. Um, and um, there's a koan about a cat and um, the cat apparently um, the story goes that the um, something like this the, the, the cat um, was really liked by the kitchen people because it caught uh, mice and rats and kept the, the the kitchen clear but it was really disliked by people who were in charge of the temple because it disturbed the flow of uh, the ceremonies and zazen and uh, this developed into a big um, argument between the people in the zendo and the people in the kitchen and um, Nansen sort of gathered them all together and said um, if, if none of you at this moment can say a word of zen the cat gets it I'll cut the cat in two and of course, it's very hard to know what a word of Zen is and to respond in the moment. And the story goes that the cat was cut in two. Whether this actually happened or whether it's symbolic of something uh, much more um, deep and um, meaningful which i think it is um i think it has to do with um our sense of duality and our sense of wholeness when we explore that that koan i always think also about those those uh, monks whose teacher said if, if none of you can say a word of zen at this moment the cat gets it because they were arguing so much about this cat and so when um Joel didn't appear, um, those stories went through my head from a long, long time ago and um, from my uh, reading of this very kind of probably the most um, visceral and um, troubling koan in, in Zen literature. So if I think about, you know, the span of my 
of my life from that time to reading the, the Cat Cohen. Um, I was thinking about how we how we describe our lives. If we go to a a party or we meet somebody we don't know, and they say, "Well, you know, what were you? What did you do?" and um, it's very easy to uh, offer a kind of very neutral answer. We describe who, what we did, um, and some things about ourselves. Um, but also, sometimes I think to ourselves, we we kind of have ways of thinking about how our life has been. And I've been thinking recently about. Uh, having lived quite a, a long life um, and having had many challenges and wonders and joys and disappointments, um, I was thinking, well, in what way has each of those events in my life actually allowed me to see into the mystery? And that would be a really interesting you know, dinner party question, if somebody says, oh, what were you? They don't ask you, in what way have you seen into the mystery of your life through the things you've done? And I was thinking about the, actually the opportunities that all those uh, difficulties and worries and disappointments and pressures actually gave me opportunities into seeing into the depths of my life, even if at that point I was applying a different kind of framework for what success would look like. And in fact, it's the difficulties and the failures that, that seem to me to have been the threshold for um, the deepening of my life and the deepening of, of practice, not what I could conventionally call um, a success. And so I've been kind of going through in my mind some of the wonderful things that have happened in my life and actually reframing some of those um, some of those things in a way that actually has led me to be who I am right now. And I wouldn't be who I am right now if I hadn't been a shy 28-year-old afraid of talking in front of people. Um, I wouldn't have had those opportunities to um, deepen my life and see into the mystery. And so I'm really curious about um, how, we, how we sometimes evaluate things with certain criteria which are really um, not helpful and not kind and also not um, supple and agile enough to actually see through into something really quite beautiful and profound. And um, that, that's what I've been grateful for in the last few weeks in the way that I, I think about things. And um, it's given me a lot of freedom and a lot of joy. And sometimes it's just funny the way I frame things in the past and now feel 
differently about them. So there's some also some forgiveness for um, for my actions and for my thoughts and for my attitudes. So I guess you know that's a curious question for me, and I would be curious if if Joel doesn't come back to kind of explore that with you and how you how you see it, how you feel about some of those um, aspects of the way we see into the mystery of our lives. So thank you very much. While we are waiting for someone to raise their hand, I've, um, I'd like to raise mine <laughs> um, and just say that I'm, I'm very deeply moved, Josh, uh, not only by your willingness to step forward and your um, incredible agility in this arena <laughs> and role, um, but just the, the specifics of what you're speaking to are, are really um, applicable for me right now. Um, and just this reframing that I feel I'm in the midst of. I've, I've had a bit of a health crisis for over the, the winter and um, it has really given me the opportunity to examine where I'm putting my energy and um, truly where my heart is. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for it and um, wonderfully just, it feels like, uh, synchronicity that you were able to speak so clearly to it today I'm really taking it in thank you well I'm very touched that that um, a health crisis you know can be something that you you turn towards um, it's not easy um, it's probably swimming against the stream in some ways and what we, we kind of do in this practice and it feels really touching to that you're turning towards it and the tenderness which I kind of feel in your voice towards the experience. Yeah, it felt like what you were doing was just painting a, a picture of a beautiful life um, and Thank through you. your words and your stories and uh, yeah that touched me very much. Thank you. Thank you. John. Hi, John. Hello, Josh. Uh, wow, gosh, I am I am in awe of your ability to step in like that and, and give a, a beautiful Dharma talk. And uh, I too have reflected in 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 very similar way on my uh, on my life. And one thing that I I'm constantly amazed by is how during the most difficult period of my life, when I know perfectly well in retrospect that I was pushing in the way that I used to do, pushing and pushing as hard as I possibly could 
in the direction which which I now see as totally unhelpful mm. and unhealthy, uh, nonetheless gave me the the biggest lesson in my life that I needed. Mm. And I'm I'm in awe of that. Mm. But even we, we don't need to be in the flow to learn that we can be pushing it as hard as we can against the stream and and still we're given um, experiences that we need. Yeah, I think you point to something for me quite important that, um, you know, I used to think, well, you, you do need to be in the flow to learn, um, whatever that means. But it seems to me sometimes there are real gifts around that, that kind of edge you ha we have of of something quite difficult and, and meeting that, maybe not feeling in the flow, but, but it's there to be met. Mm. Mm. And I think the fact that it did turn out to be just the lesson I, le I needed, mm. though it was horribly hard, um, has helped me increase uh, my sense of trust that uh, yeah just that I'll, I'll I'll leave it there well I've I've witnessed it John since we I think we met in 2006 and um, <laughs> did we really wow yes I kind of witnessed that arc in you mm. It's been mm. really heartening for me to 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 witness it. So mm. thank you. Mm. Thank you for so glad for you as a companion. Yeah. Me too. And we have Lynn. Hi Lynn. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I didn't expect to be sitting with you here, <laughs> like you didn't expect to be sitting there. <laughs> oh, just, just lovely. I just, um, yeah, I too just was really appreciating your willingness, Josh, and uh, that stepping forward that we have to do. And um, it, it really made me smile because I, I have a little story, which is about my, uh, I went to see my four-year-old granddaughter at the weekend. And you know very well about three and four-year-olds. You've got several <laughs> in your own family. And um, I often take her something, nothing, nothing of value, but just a little something. And uh, what arrived in my hands before, before I went was a little tiny box that was really pretty. Uh, and I thought, what can I put in it, you know? Uh, and, um, and I didn't, that place of not, not really thinking, something again arrived in my hand. And the thing that arrived in my hand was a, um, it had probably been a pendant, but it was like a donut. 
Okay. So it was round and it had a hole in the middle. Right. And uh, so, so, uh, so she looked at this, she picked it up, she said, what is this for? <laughs> so I said, well, this is a magic stone. And if you look through the hole in the middle, it reframes the world. <laughs> it changes the world. <laughs> so that made me that made me giggle because I thought, you know, here you are and inviting us to look at our lives and think of how we describe it. And um that process of having a different relationship with it, I guess, is 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 the thing. So so my granddaughter has a stone that she's going to be able to do that with. <laughs> regular basis. Well that's a very beautiful um, kind of emblem of what we've been exploring isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing to look through something and think this, this can reframe something for me. Um, mm. and, and I love your playfulness about it. <laughs> how, you, how you made that up on the, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> bit like you <laughs> and and didn't make it up either yeah no no but it's like how, how are you going if a child will ask you you know and it's a little bit like is will anyone say a word of zen you know it's an invitation to be to meet that four-year-old where they are with, with some words, with some images. Thank you. Mm, thank and, you. Uh, and I just wanted to, to also say, you know, in front of all of these people who are here, thank you for being my teacher, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Josh. Gosh, my heart is beating so incredibly fast. It feels really daunting for me to just step forwards like this, let alone do what you did. So I'm really uh, grateful uh, for you stepping forwards. And um, I, I just, it was something about what Lynn said in response to your invitation that prompted me to think about um, an opportunity I've had over the last few days to look back at myself 17 years ago. It was 17 years ago that a group of us sang in Morecambe after the Cockling disaster when 23 people died out on the bay and um, on Sunday which was the 20th anniversary of that event, we sang again. And then somebody shared a video of us singing in 2007. And it's quite startling to see yourself, um, you know, 17 years, years ago. Um, well, it's startling for me. And I thought she had no idea what was to come. Um, 
And so there was a kind of tenderness in me when I, you know, saw her and others who have also changed, you know, aged. Um, but I also, it gave me an opportunity also to reflect on the fact that, like, as you were saying, something about having been through so much since then that has really shaped me. And it's I've been shaped in the context of being a member of this Sangha. And I'm just so unbelievably grateful for that. It, it's what you're describing is is very um, it's very kind of poignant because I have that feeling of you looking at this uh, this woman seventeen years ago and, and kind of almost kindness like you, you don't know what's coming um, mm. and how you're going to meet it. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a real, I think there's a real tenderness sometimes when we, when we, when we look back, isn't there? It's your yeah. feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. And such, such huge gratitude that despite, you know, I would not, I mean, in a, it, it kind of might seem crazy to her for me to say, despite knowing you're going to go through some really tough times, I wouldn't change that. Yeah, that that is kind of true, true acceptance, actually. Mm. And I know from being with you over those years and us being in the Sangha together, you know, how it's really supported us, us both and everyone who, who uh, deepens into this practice. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the love of and support of people. Yeah. Um, it really is. Yeah, and that yeah. those edges, or you know, it's it's it's. I guess it's where we grow, where we deepen. Yeah. Painfully. Painfully. <laughs> so, and beautifully. Yeah. And beautifully. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for. Thank you, know, you, Josh. Being on the path with with us. With me. The long, long walk. Long that walk. was. That was the performance. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Can we have Annabelle next? Hi, Josh. Hi. Hi. Yeah, my heart's beating. It's hard, to, uh, quite scary to speak in front of everyone, but mm. it's funny you should be talking about this. I'm just really and I have for a long time struggling with regret. Right. Mm. Quite painful. And funny, um, funny that um, Karen should say that I just um, saw on Facebook a picture of me, age 23, mm. in Kathmandu at Kopan Monastery, sort of looking down, studying a book. And I thought, where, where did she go? Yeah. You know, I had my whole life ahead of me, and now, you know, I'm just struggling with a lot of regret. You can really feel it coming across this evening, and I really appreciate your courage in just, just naming it, because I think 
It's something that we all will feel at some point and, and meet and, and work with and live with. Yeah. Sounds like you're quite tender towards that part of the experience that you're experiencing. Um, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. You know, I'd rather not have it. You know, I'd rather it went away. <laughs> you know, but I guess it's like how to be with it, really. How to be with regret. Exactly. I guess it's about just being kind. Yeah, as I speak to you, I think it's just about, well, I am where I am in my life. I've done what I've done. And I haven't done what I haven't done. And what, what to do, really, what to do. Maybe so the first just, is to, you know, for us to turn towards whatever it is, which is sounds like what you're doing. You're, you're, you're feeling, you're feeling it. You're, you're embracing it. Yeah. I guess uh, I am. Yeah, I guess. I am. <laughs> well, just to yeah. come and just to come and avow it this evening, you know, um, is is a big, big thing, big, big thing. And I think last week said, you know, there's sometimes maybe helpful regret where, you know, there's something that um, is is um, something we can work with, and there's some regret that isn't isn't helpful. And I mm. if there's something about finding you know, what it is that is actually returning towards. In, you in mean this. the helpful, the helpful regret, as opposed to the beating yeah, up regret. Just remembering what he said last week and and having and thinking about it. Um, I wasn't there, here last week. There may be things we wish we hadn't done, um, but sometimes there's there's a kind of mystery about the journey that the young woman you saw. And, and the fact that you're here now actually exploring it is a, is a really beautiful thing and powerful thing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We have Becky next. Hi, Becky. There. Not sure where she went. Uh, sorry, looking for her real quick. I put my hand down too quickly. Sorry. Okay. Do you need me to? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Good nice. to be here with you, and thanks so much for stepping in. And what a what a wonderful thing to pose in terms of that when when. We were talking when people have been talking about it and the and the thing of looking at ourselves, our young selves, and saying, "You had no idea what was going to be coming, what you are becoming," and and the thing is, we we still don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. But one of the wonderful things about about the teachings about the practice is that 
is is that we aren't trying to to mold it ahead of time as much as I did as a young person anyway. It's like, you know, I I would look at what I knew from behind me and, and so on and, and try to shape where I was going. Mm-hmm. And now I can have intentions, but I'm not wearing myself out trying to have an exact idea of it. And it's like each each day, each day is full of a po- huge, huge possibilities. And one of the things I really appreciate about Sangha, about inquiry in particular, is one of the places that we're able to really hear and see from each other's lives as well. So we have we have more because of the way we share that we have more opportunity to look at things through different whole through those little frame reframing mm-hmm. is is gifted to us in many ways anytime we share what it is we're experiencing and yes aging is a definite aspect of recognizing a lot of those things um you know and and i really appreciate that i now both where i'm living in assisted living and in our wonderful broad sangha that we're able to be um that there are people who are older than I am. Because, I mean, I'm in my late 70s, which, you know, is getting there. But there's other people's experiences and and perspectives on it that really are useful to me and give me a great joy in terms of what, what this day, what the next day, wherever I am, will bring. Because the joy of of stretching our ourselves is amazing. It's one of the most exciting things about life. And to have other people's stuff when I bump into something that's hard for me, that you know they've had a similar experience and can share is is quite beautiful. Yeah, what, what you're sharing really touches. Uh, my heart because I think it feels you're sharing some of the essences of of inquiry which is is always to um, be open to the next possibility what 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 and and also be open to um, surprise um, in terms of whether we like it or not um, it's good <laughs> there are going to be surprises um, and and it, you know there's something about the agility of, that you're talking about in meeting those things which I love. And and what we give each other in the refuge of sangha, hmm. uh, in in terms of those things that might be a little scary or that you don't quite know how to think about as it's happening to you or something uh, that 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 
that is an important part too. And, and just uh, another thing I wanted to say, because the word awe kept coming up today several times. And it's a word I think about a lot because awe is an amazing experience. And yet we have this word that we use all the time. It's called awful. Hmm. And yeah. it means almost exactly the opposite of open to an amazing possibility. And what we use, how we use the word awful. So that's just something I was pondering on today. It's like, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, we can we can open ourselves to awfulness, <laughs> which has a different meaning from awful. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes. So much. Thank you so very much. Thank you. And we'll round it out with Trudy. Hello. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I love the shy 27-year-old and I love the not-so-shy 73-year-old. <laughs> um, and I was thinking a lot about that, uh, the word of Zen, you know, what does that mean to say a word of Zen? And I was thinking how much I find the kind of Dharma in the world, you know, not, not just in... Um, the writings of Zen teachers and um, the word of Zen being something wholehearted. Yes. yes. What can you say that's wholehearted? Mm. Um, and I've cherished for a long time Flint's, um, you know, if you've only got 20%, be wholeheartedly 20%. You know, there's something about that kind of sense of like, um, just doing what you can in that moment with whatever it is you've got, mm. uh, which might not be much, um, mm. but it, it, can we offer it wholeheartedly? And and then um, I was I was just thinking about a poem. I, there was a poem I'd written about names and who I was, but I it reminded me of a poem that's um, by someone called Taryn Neargard. And um, it's called, I have been a thousand different women. Make peace with all the women you once were. Lay flowers at their feet. Offer them incense and honey and forgiveness. Honour them and give them your silence. Listen. Bless them and let them be. For they are the bones of the temple you sit in now. For they are the rivers of wisdom leading you towards the sea. So oh, I think just for me, that deep celebration that um, our whole lives are the bones mm -hmm. of the temples we sit in right now. And uh, some of us are Parthenons and <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> and some of us are rather grand. <laughs> but whatever kind of temple we are, um, to know that we couldn't be anything other than exactly what we are now without every single thing that's happened before. I, I love that poem and it points to kind of 
But I sometimes, you know, when I see photographs of people from the past, and I think, oh, you sweetheart, you know, you were just doing your best at any at any given moment oh. you know, with what with what you had. And um, I really like what you said about um, you know finding it finding it in the world. Um, and I think you know the in a way the word of Zen from a Zen monastery in the 8th century is translatable as an appropriate response. Mm. Save the cats! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what's an appropriate response in, in, in the situations we meet? I'll put the name of the poem in the chat. I can't copy it, it won't let me copy and paste, but I'll put the name of it in the chat. Hmm. Thank you. See you in a few minutes' time. <laughs> Looks like Cassie's got one last thing for us here. Hi, Cassie. Hi. There we are. Um, I just wanted to bow and um, share my appreciation. I, I, you and Trudy are such a treasure. And I was just feeling that so much that I put it in the chat and then I decided maybe I needed to say it out loud from my own body and, you know, and for you to feel it that way too. I can, I'm taking it in, thank you. And, and um, I feel very, you know, what I felt tonight is really supported by everyone. It's, uh, it's in, in a joy. Um, I really appreciate your, your kind, your kind words, your generosity. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. So true of you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank so, I think in a few moments we'll move to the, the closing verses. Um, thank you very much for us all hanging on in there together this evening, and I hope. Joel's connections um, uh, work for him soon. And, uh, thank you so much. So let's go to um, the four practice principles, please. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, 
being just this moment, compassion's way. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Jessica, for um, your managing of the situation. And um, I'll hand over to you now. Thank you. Wow, Josh and Trudy, all of you, Sangha, thank you so much. What a beautiful example of Sangha as the teacher. I've placed uh, contribution links in the chat if you'd like to uh, make a financial contribution to either Appamata or just this Zen. Mahalo. Have a wonderful day. Or night. <laughs> and uh, Maria is looking for you now. If you can, stay after and have a chat with Maria.